Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To win $1,000 in workforce cash, just enter this nationwide keyword at dve.com. Grand. That's grand. Enter it now at dve.com. Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances, this is WDVE Pittsburgh. I don't know. I get Sleeping Beauty and Snow White mixed up. Yeah. What, what was Sleeping Beauty's whole story? Aurora? Uh, Some narcoleptic chick who... No, she got put under a spell. Was the it whole, her uh, evil stepmother? The queen yeah, like or something? she put everybody... Everybody slept for like 100 years or Sounds something. Sounds awesome. And then, you know, it took um, one sexual predator to <laughs> save her that's and the I'm, kingdom. That's what I'm asking. How did this guy come <laughs> upon her? Creep. He got disney dude. <laughs> 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 They're not doing the Sleeping Beauty story no more. No, no maybe you haven't heard. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. What's going on over there? Seven seven minutes after nine at DVE. Twenty one minutes after nine. <laughs> seven, Here's the Channel Eleven Severe Weather Center forecast. A blustery cold start to November morning. Snow showers today. Windy high temperature forty one. Wind chills in the thirties. All day long. I'm meteorologist Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. 35 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Window Nation. Personal finance website WalletHub is out this week with the results of a new survey ranking the best cities to live in for veterans. WalletHub looked at 19 key metrics from the country's 100 largest U.S. cities to put the list together. Among factors considered were housing affordability, the availability of military skill-related jobs, and the number of VA health facilities. Pittsburgh ranked 22nd, 22nd out of the 100 on the list with Raleigh, North Carolina at number one. Well, you got 20 minutes a day. That's all you need to live longer. We've all heard about the dangers of sitting for too long. And if you're one of the many office workers who sits in front of a computer for up to 10 hours a day, you got to take a break during the day to get a little movement in. A study mm-hmm. found just 20 to 25 minutes a day of exercise can reduce the risk of early death caused by a sedentary lifestyle. Isn't it crazy to think like how far we've come with this? Like now they're just urging people to move their bodies for 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you always uh, tout walking. Walking really walking is the first is the thing best. you need to do. It, and it, everybody can do it. If you can just get yourself to walk a little bit at a time, you don't need to all of a sudden go in and become, you know, an MMA fighter right off the bat. No. You got to move, though. There's a there's a book. It's called Slow Burn, and it's written by this ultra athlete. And basically, he's saying... Pyromaniac. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's saying that so many people in this culture, all they want to do is work out super hard and do CrossFit-type workouts and HIIT workouts and... The idea is to raise your heart rate for a period of time. And in the beginning, when you're not in shape, walking does that. Yep. So all you actually need to do is go for a walk. It doesn't 
it's not anything anybody wants to brag about. It doesn't look cool. But if you wa- if you go outside now, you see a ton of people walking, and it's not just old people. It's young people too. Tunch walked for years. I used to see him when I'd be walking my dog, and he would be walking through like the parks in the South Hills. And I would always be like, "How far have you walked today already?" And he'd be like, uh, ten miles." It's crazy. He would, just, he would walk for hours all the time, and he mm-hmm. always said that that was for him. That was the best, like you know, post playing days. This was it's the best. No impact. stress on your joints right. and everything, and yeah, you he, get all of the cardio advantages of running without the the breakdown of your joints and bones. Uh, let I me tell you something. Sean that McDowell. is really so awful. The breakdown. <laughs> I can, contending with it on a daily basis. It is really the most depressing thing in the world. Like, oh, my elbow hurts today. Well, maybe that'll go away tomorrow. Oh, six months from now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> what is it? Is it just the weather? What brings it out? Uh, from I mean, I have like you know uh, genetic arthritis and uh, ease my tendons. Go constantly, I think. We were pretty I, athletic when you were younger. When I was, I beat, yeah, sports. I played everything, and then you know immediately turned into a bum after that, and uh, <laughs> thought you could just pick it right back up. Turns out, no, no, a lot of stuff breaks. I used to see Sean McDowell walking all the time in the park at Carnegie. I used to yeah. take the dog to the dog park in Carnegie, and Sean would be doing laps in those old school mash headphones. Like, yeah. He Army would, green headphones that had an antenna on them. Yeah, they had an antenna. Sean, <laughs> the, he had the yellow ones with the antenna, too, that he could tune in like DVE, and he would like sit and listen to the radio while he was like walking around. He still walks. I think he, I think he walks the steps in the parking garages, he said. Dude, At the casinos? Yeah. I think he told me that one. Oh, it's got to yeah. be a better place to walk. I don't know. Walking around those casinos, though, that that's hard on your joints, man. Those floors are are brutal but you can definitely get your steps in and and see some cool visuals out in vegas yeah definitely might even see a boob in the morning like about <laughs> it <laughs> right off the bat yeah coming out of the venetian there are some scenes, yeah, fancy yeah. Place. which is nice maybe it was just it was an aspirational venus de milo impersonator <laughs> or something like that Well, after selling his social media analysis company for a substantial amount of money, Canadian entrepreneur Marcel Lebrun decided to use his newfound wealth to address homelessness in Fredericton, New Brunswick, with $4 million of his own money and another $12 million in grants and government support. Lebrun Lebrun created the 12 Neighbors Community, a gated neighborhood of tiny homes with on-site resources to help homeless individuals get a fresh start. The tiny homes built in a warehouse with the help of skilled volunteers feature all the necessary amenities, a kitchen, living room, bedroom, full bath. They also have solar panels for sustainable energy. The community will eventually have 99 tiny homes, and LeBrun's vision is to offer those experiencing homelessness not only shelter, but also a sense of responsibility and a supportive community. In addition to the tiny homes, that community features a coffee bar and silk printing business and an enterprise center to help residents find job opportunities. Well, the police only uh, released five albums, but drummer Stuart Copeland says he's grateful they were able to squeeze that many out because the band had been ready to implode for a while. The cause of all the tension was Sting wanting to make the music uh, a different way, take it in a different direction. Stuart says, quote, 
Sting was looking for a beautiful place and to create something serene and moving and, dare I say, intellectual. For me, it's about burning down the house. It's a party, end quote. He said things got particularly bad when Sting tried to make suggestions about his drumming. That's when he said he came the closest to homicide, the times when it became absolutely critical that I choked the life out of this man. Uh, yeah, they famously didn't get along. There's lots of videos of those guys fighting. They're, uh, they're, even when they had an impromptu reunion at, at somebody's wedding. Did you ever see that video? I don't think they were, so. They were somebody's wedding, and they had an impromptu reunion, and they started fighting. Like, they were going up and picking up the wedding band's instruments and playing, and they started fighting over, like, tempo or something like that. And they, it's the muscle memory of a band dynamic never goes away. It's kind of like with your siblings. Like, you cannot oh, yeah. see them forever, and it doesn't matter. When you run back into them, You run, it's the same arguments you had when you were a kid because the same dynamic just exists forever. And I, I unless you do tons of therapy and you know how to together. avoid it. Yeah, otherwise... Yeah, together. It's just, it's just there. That's why walking it's, therapy probably would be great <laughs> for a go. lot of these bands. <laughs> but I know that most of the dynamic in my family is the same, um, like has remained the same forever. But like I've done reunions with, you know, there was one band in particular I spent a lot of time playing with, and like you know when I was from the age seventeen to twenty five almost, and anytime we did a reunion show, the f- same fights happened every single time really it never goes away <laughs> and that's on a much smaller scale it's just the dynamic of yeah musicians together and creative people i can't yeah i can't totally relate to that because i would think if you're getting if you're doing a reunion show everybody's like excited uh no this guy plays too loud every time Dude, <laughs> can you turn down are you gonna tune your guitar or we i mean should you know, it's the same arguments every single time. Oh, Are man. you going to remember to do that part? Dude, you know, it's the same things you would get annoyed. If you were not a comic, but you were a sketch comedian in a comedy troupe, yeah. you would probably feel that. Definitely. It's because you do stand-up and not yeah. improv. But, it like, there's yeah, improv Yeah, because I love doing, like, shows with all my buddies that I started doing yeah. stand-up with. It's basically all I want to do now. Right. <laughs> but you didn't have a creative relationship with no. them. That's what brings it out. I'm telling you. Forecast today, windy and cold, some snow, about 40 for the high, but wind chills in the 30s all day. It's 31 at DV. Double M will be joining us uh, coming up at 945. This weekend, the Pittsburgh Winery songwriter and songwriters in the cellars. Jesus, I can't even talk. It must have been all that candy. Songwriters in the cellar, they're doing a Joni Mitchell birthday tribute. Marie Gallagher joining us right now to talk a little bit about that. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Brandon. How are you? Good. Are you on a speakerphone? No. No, I'm using Bluetooth, though. Is that a problem? Yeah, it just sounds a little echoey. We can hear you. Tell us about the event, what's going on this Saturday. Okay, well, this is... One of 47 such tributes worldwide. We, we are one of only 14 in the U.S., I'm proud to say. She's certainly having a moment these days. She um, is. Many accolades, Gershwin Prize, uh, honorary doctorate from Berkeley, Music Cares person last year, Kennedy, honorary, Kennedy Center honorary the year before that. So she's quite an inspiration for overcoming adversity and 
And I think a lot of young musicians are particularly um, inspired. So we've got a fantastic lineup. We've got the incredible Bob Banerjee, formerly of Cornbreeze and Stephen Curry. Oh, he's great. I've done shows with him. Gaelic Storm. Yeah, he's amazing. Lauren DiMache, Leah Homan Esser of Brewers Row. Uh, I love Brewers Row. Brewers Row is a great band. (laughs) I agree. Um, We've got Heather Kropp, who has not been performing for uh, several years, so this is a a special performance. Joni is bringing her back. Um, We've got the young phenom Ashley Marina of America's Got Talent fame. Um, She was, you know, three years ago before the lockdown, she was on, and uh, Simon Powell made her sing three songs. I don't know, it went viral. She's really talented, 16 years old. And um, Megan Collette, uh, Mirabelle Skipworth, a rare solo appearance by Clark Slater from, um, well, originally Push and then Gathering Field and yeah. recently meet, Meeting of Important People. Clark and is great. Three. Clark is great, and I want to point out that Mirabelle Skipworth is also a rising star. She's, a, she's just a, an amazing singer and performer. I agree, and I really hear a lot of Joni in her voice. Me so too. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And finally, Trinity Wiseman, who um, also is a Pittsburgh native but has moved to Nashville and is really uh, making a go of it with the prolific songwriting, and, and she's flying in for this show because Joni's one of her influences. So it's going to be just a fantastic night. So for those and, who uh, might not uh, totally understand why, the, what is it about, like, Joni is get, being given all of these accolades. Was it because there was this sense that she was sick and people thought she, that we were going to lose Joni Mitchell, and then she seems to have rebounded a little bit, and uh, she's getting her flowers, as the kids say. Yeah, I think maybe a lot of it has to do with Brandi Carlisle taking her on and, and really boosting, you know, her influence again. And I think, sure, you know, you don't, don't it always seem to go that you don't, you know, get what you've got until it's gone. I mean, we, we don't want to um, only celebrate musicians after they're gone. I right. think it's important to, to, you know, enjoy what what they've given us while they're still alive. Yeah, and that's so, Brandy um, Carlisle, not Randy Carlisle, the NHL coach. Completely different, yes. <laughs> Um, well, you know, the, all you have to know, like my appreciation for Joni Mitchell came much later in life and it was something I didn't totally understand. But when you watch the Rolling Thunder review movie and she walks into right. that room with Bob Dylan and Roger McGuinn and uh, I, I can't remember who, who's all there, but it's uh, maybe Leonard Cohen is even there. And she sits down and plays right. Coyote and blows everybody's minds that like right. you, you get a, a, a level of appreciation for the the respect that everyone in that room had for her all of those great artists looked to her and were like oh my god i can't do that and she really called the shots you know at a time when women just weren't able to do that i mean she insisted on the, the way her albums you know came out i mean she was really a powerful force many years before you know taylor swift was born yeah so i think a lot of you know mega stars now Oh, a lot, especially female. Oh, a lot to Joni for uh, the way she negotiated the, the business. Okay, so this is Saturday. Anyway. Saturday at the Pittsburgh Winery, uh, Joni Mitchell right. birthday tribute. Is this her 80th birthday? It is. It's actually on the seventh, but we're celebrating on Saturday. Okay. And um, 
And, you know, the winery, this is a chance to visit the, the newly expanded winery. They, they've uh, almost tripled in size, but they're still retaining that wonderful intimacy and state-of-the-art sound. And uh, they've got food now with their partner from uh, Viennoia Pizza yes. and catering. And, uh, you know, they're offering a ladies' night discount in uh, Joni's honor. So. Very cool. Uh, I, I had a chance to check that out in the Pittsburgh Winery. The new location is outstanding. It looks awesome. Partnering man. with Deanoise is super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the Pittsburgh Winery on Penn Avenue. Right. Uh, Marie Gallagher, <laughs> yeah. uh, continue to put on good shows. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Randy. Okay, we'll see you. That's Saturday for Joni Mitchell lovers, and there's a bunch of great artists there. Highly recommended. But really Tim cool. Gaber and company have put together another winner in that room, too. So if you haven't been Tim. to the new location, uh, get out there and check it out. It's on Penn Avenue. I can't remember exactly what the address is. I should probably know that. Is um, that where we had our Christmas party, the no, one here? No, that was the other location. Oh, that there. was the other no, one before the new they one. opened the new one? Yeah. Oh, no, you're nice. allowed to eat. Really yeah, nice yeah, yeah that's, that was like their annex, you know. Um, anyways, that's Saturday. Get out there. Check it out. 2809 Penn Avenue. All right. When we come back, Mike Pursuta has your sports. Double sports. M. Mark Madden coming up. May the sports be with you. At 945. Folks, imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casinos. Play it again. Get up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Play your favorite table games and hundreds of slots for real cash. And see for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. Explore daily and weekly promotions. Play with live dealers. And if you ever have a question, our best in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com slash Randy today. And play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. 21 or older, present in Pennsylvania. Must not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, or Stardust Casino. Refund issued is non-withdrawable casino-only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. He's the man who gets you through the traffic every weekday afternoon. Starting at 3, it's Chad Tyson. Hello there. Sports. Mike Pursuta's got your sports right now on the TV Morning Show. Mike. Sports is our brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin had said on Monday it might come down to a game time type decision to determine Kenny Pickett's status for Thursday night's game against Tennessee. But Pickett no longer believes such a decision will need to be made. Uh, no, I'll, I'll play it for sure. Okay, then. Okay, I don't know uh, that it's 100% his call, but uh, Randy, to your point about Matt Canada uh, and Canada saying before Pickett spoke after practice that the reason Pickett didn't come back into the Jacksonville game was that Pickett said he couldn't go. I think what Canada was trying to do was express how much trust the Steelers have in Kenny Pickett, and he labored to make that point as he does to make most points. Canada doesn't exactly express himself uh, necessarily as well as he could, but uh, they want him in there. Uh, I think they need him in there, particularly after what we saw from Mitch Trubisky in the second half against the Jaguars, and uh, I'd be shocked if Pickett is not the guy. Although, they had a walkthrough yesterday. Not a whole lot was going on. Today is going to be a big-time practice day. At least it was identified injury which is, as you've mentioned, for a quarterback, ain't ideal. I got to kick out of fart. 
I got a kick out of Merrill uh, today saying, well, you know, when you play a position where you get hit a lot, it really sucks, too. Have you seen the Steelers games? You know, Pickett gets hit a lot. He's crushed. <laughs> he's not exactly protected right. uh, as well as he needs to be, but uh, he's going to try to go. And uh, he also uh, was adamant yesterday in doing his uh, media session that he thinks there are plays out there for the Steelers struggling offense to be made. All they got to do is make them. Pickett detailed one such play that wasn't made against Jacksonville, that third and goal pass from the five to Deontay Johnson that should have been a layup TD but wasn't. That, that safety's chained over Deontay's side. I wanted to move him with my eyes to the right. Um, I thought Deontay was going to sit. He saw it as he should have ran through it. It's a miscommunication, but it can't happen. Now, Johnson also said it was a miscommunication, so those guys are on the same page with not being on the same page. But if you think about that, Pickett said he's trying to move the safety from the middle of the field to the right side with his eyes. So why would he want Deontay Johnson continuing to run to the right where he's already moved the safety? I'm guessing Johnson screwed that one up after further review. Really? Should have run to the middle and stopped. And then the throw wouldn't have been behind him. I still think the throw was late, but... That's the kind of play, and I don't know if you guys follow Brian Baldinger on Twitter. Yeah. But he, he does a lot of really uh, insightful breakdowns. Love Baldy. I, I think they're insightful. Uh, he said, like a lot of people have said, like we said after the game, that's NFL teams absolutely positively have to convert that one. When they give it to you like that, you got to take it. It's how you draw it up. And uh, it's going on too often, and uh, Bill, to your point, which has been addressed by Mike Tomlin this week, there also aren't enough of those. There aren't enough golden opportunities. They only have a scant few per game that break wide open, and they got to put themselves in that position more often because you're not going to hit it every time, but you got to hit it more times than they're hitting it. I mean, uh, like we were talking about yesterday too, Mike, that just comes with the three and outs. I mean, your, your play chart, is you're not going deep when you're just not putting drives together. Yeah. I'd love to see the play chart. Do you think for the first quarter it says play, 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 punt, play, 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 punt, <laughs> yes, play, 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 punt? Titans on Thursday night. A lot of things got to change. Kenny Pickett also asked yesterday if he thought a penalty flag for roughing the passer should have been thrown on the play that knocked him out of the Jacksonville game. Um, you know, I've had a couple where I feel like I, I was going to get some, but I haven't gotten them yet. So um, it is what it is. Just got to keep playing. And that's uh, more inconsistency from our lovely NFL officiating. Steelers did put out a participation report yesterday, even though it was a walkthrough, not a practice. Pickett was listed as limited for what that is worth. Cam Hayward listed as a full participant for what that is worth. Well, I'm, I'm really uh, on the fence on Hayward, you know. One rule of thumb in these situations could be, hey, if the guy's healthy, play him. If he's ready to go, play him. Uh, on the other side of that coin is that Cam Hayward is so incredibly valuable to the Steelers. With this being a Thursday night game, would you not want to err on the side of caution and not play him Thursday, even if he checks out, and just give him that extra week plus to get ready for Green Bay? I don't know. Um, I'm sure he wants to play. We'll see if he does play. He would certainly uh, be a help against Derrick Henry and the Titans because uh, Derrick Henry is such a monster 
They're going to need all hands on deck to stop that guy. And if they don't stop that guy, then Will Levis is going to have a chance to really yeah. uh, be comfortable again and, and exploit the Steelers the way he did the Atlanta Falcons. From the Titans' end of things, uh, Mike Vrabel talking in Tennessee yesterday. Uh, he wants to play Ryan Tannehill if Tannehill's healthy, but it doesn't look like Tannehill is going to be healthy, said, Ray, said Vrabel. Uh, I would imagine that as of today, it will be Will unless something changes. So Will Levis may be uh, in line to get his second NFL start. Uh, our old buddy Chris Hubbard, one of the starting offensive tackles for the Titans, is in the concussion protocol. He got hurt last Sunday against Atlanta. Vrabel said, quote, I would imagine it would be difficult to pass the protocol in four days. So the Titans might be without one of their starting offensive tackles. They were also... Without their starting corner, Roger McCreary in the Atlanta game, Vrabel thinks that McCreary has a chance to play against the Steelers. But uh, Tennessee, well, like everybody at this point of the year, probably going to be at less than 100% when it arrives in Pittsburgh on Thursday. Uh, World Series Game 5 coming up tonight. Uh, the Rangers took a three-games-to-one series lead with an 11-7 to victory over the Diamondbacks in Game 4 last night. Nathan Evaldi for Texas tonight against Zach Gallon for Arizona. That's probably the two best pitchers on each team going at it. Hundreds of people uh, are going to watch this game tonight. Yeah, I guess the ratings suck, but uh, I don't know. I shut it off last night because it was 10 nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I know there's no clock in baseball, but I didn't think the D-backs were necessarily going to come back from that. Texas having to uh, go the rest of the way without uh, Adolis Garcia, their slugging right fielder, and pitcher Max Scherzer. Both of those guys take it off the postseason roster yesterday because of injury. And uh, last but not least, uh, interesting Penguins note, as uh, the hockey world continues to react to the tragic death in England of former Penguins forward Adam Johnson, who was cut by a skate in the neck and lost his life uh, during a game in Sheffield, England. Uh, Mike Sullivan telling reporters after Penguins practice yesterday that the Penns minor league affiliates, the AHL Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and the ECHL Wheeling Nailers will uh, be mandated to wear neck and wrist guards in the wake of Johnson's passing. Good idea. The the NHL cannot uh, universally uh, or unilaterally employ such a policy without agreement from the Players Association. But uh, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly told the NHL Network that Commissioner Gary Bettman has been in contact with the NHLPA and that Bettman wants these discussions, quote, on the radar. Well, I mean, I saw the play that happened. I can't look at it a second time. It is absolutely horrifying. I, I, I yeah, I, I didn't see. Thankfully, the saw an play. obscured version of it. But there seems to be some recklessness involved on the perpetrator's part there that you usually don't see on the NHL level. And I say usually because I mean you have seen it. The point being, is it overreacting if one person died doing something? And you try to not let anybody else die from having the same thing happen. Because some people are suggesting it is. I don't think it is. No. <laughs> no somebody died. No. So that's when you should go, hey, we should probably. I know it doesn't happen often, but it can happen. So why don't we take the likelihood of it ever happening just out of play? I saw a New York Post article about this. And it was talking about some of the Rangers players having been injured, clutterbuck, missing several games in a season because he had gotten a cut on a wrist 
or an ankle potentially, and they were already wearing cut resistant type sleeves. Right. So it just it just makes sense. Like don't it, nobody's advocating for some huge clunky thing that's going to disrupt the player's ability to perform. It's just smart. Yeah, it's always been a tough guy sport, and you know, way back in the day, goalies didn't wear masks. Uh, then players didn't wear helmets. They're that is the then, wildest. That they didn't wear. Masks. They didn't wear. They didn't wear face shields. You, you know, it's innovation uh, allowing for safety is a good thing. I agree. Uh, uh, well, nets behind the uh, behind the goals. Yeah. Or in baseball, they've extended the. Yeah. the Protective netting down the lines. Uh, Which, by the way, I can't believe they didn't have that. Because <laughs> in, in some minor league parks, you know, the one up in Erie is still, there's a lot of space there. Shaky. Oh, man. <laughs> we went to watch, uh, what's his name? Well, pitch? they're minor leaguers, Randall. They don't hit it as hard. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Double M's no minor leaguer. He'll join us when we come back here on the DVE Morning Show. This is George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Follow the team all season long on your radio home for the Steelers. 102.5 DVE. Hey, Pittsburgh, Randy Bauman here. Do you have a young Picasso at home? Our friends at Edgar Snyder and Associates are running the How to Be a Hero Pittsburgh Steelers 102.5 DVE. Randy Bauman, along with Bill Crawford, Mike Pursuta, welcoming our next guest brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Casino and Sportsbook. It's a whole new game. Mark Madden. In live studio. and in studio, Whoa. live and in person. Yeah. Very rare. I was at the cardiologist. He said that I should be able to survive doing the DV morning show. Okay. Well, if wow. you he gave you that long. <laughs> well, he said, is it today? Because tomorrow, I, I don't know. Come on. You're doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. All right. For today. Now nah, you look fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever put any, like, uh, are you moving around? Are you doing the walking? We were talking I, about I, this earlier. I do treadmill every day. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Day, Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 40, 45 minutes at least, and uh, sometimes 15 minutes more at night just to kind of round it off. That's perfect. Great. Um, the Penguins got to round some things off. <laughs> Let's start with the Penguins, and we'll get to the Steelers. I honestly was thinking at the end of that game the other night, which, of course, culminated in such ignominious fashion, that I thought, because no one will forget that loss. No, I, that, I, that one scars. I, I wonder Oof. if someone's going to get gassed. That's the first thing I thought. I wonder if they fire someone over this. Well, I don't know who, it, but it, like it, coaches normal, get fired for stuff like that. In normal circumstances, I think probably. But, uh, you know, the three stars have no desire to break in a new coach ever. FSG being Boston-based, you know, is, is simpatico with, with Sully, who's Boston. And I think somebody's a good I, coach. I don't know that the Boston aspect has anything to do with it, but I mean, yeah, a little is, something, a little something. It, what soccer team do they own? Is their coach from Boston? No, he's from Germany. Okay, well then, but he's really good. Okay, uh, so is Sullivan. So let's get a German coach who's good. Let's I know Sullivan's from good. Germany. Let's get let's get him. Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Oh, I had the Jurgen Klopp one time. Penicillin <laughs> took it right away, though. <laughs> but uh, you, you know. I, I just don't think they're going to make a move, and I. But then again, here's the, here's what contradicts that, Randy, is that they didn't bring in Kyle Dubas to sit on his hands. You know, he was the whose guy, hands is he sitting on? Uh, I, I don't know, maybe Mike Sullivan's. Uh, you know, but something has to change. Like the problem with them is, and I've said this a million times for now, dating back to about 2019, 
they don't see themselves as they are. I agree. They think yeah. they're the fast-skating, dynamic Penguins of 2017, and all we have to do is go play the right way. Mike saying, uh, Sully saying, play the game the right way has become the Dan Bosma's get-to-our-game updated. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And uh, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what to say because I know nothing's going to change. Yeah. They're not going to change their style. Let me tell you. They have no desire in that room or in that coach's office to change one thing about the way they play. Not one thing. Not the power play, not the forecheck, not tightening up the neutral zone, not even, God forbid, defensive accountability. They have no desire. They're going to see it out their way. Didn't they already kind of seal their fate before the season started? Like, how do you say we're going to play the right way, we're going to be a team that's tough to play against, and then go out and get Carlson? Well, I didn't mind going out to get Carlson. I mean, I love the player, but he's not exactly hard to play against. Here's something very odd. He's been far better defensively than I would have envisioned. Mm-hmm. He, he's been he's been actually pretty good in that department. It's the way they play in the neutral zone is caca. It's just terrible. I mean, they turn it over. They cheat on the offensive side of the puck. They don't loaf exactly. They just mm-hmm. have this all out attack philosophy, and they no longer have the legs or youth to do it. Mark, I heard your interview with Pierre yesterday. And he talked about the number one problem being team defense. And this is something that used to matter to Sullivan. We used to hear him talk all the time about not wanting to be high risk and you can't score your way to the championship. Has he just thrown up his hands in terms of trying, you know, tired of butting his head against the wall to get these guys to play defense? Because the talk coming into the season, particularly from Dubas, and he said that Sullivan endorsed this was, uh, you know, we're going to be true to our offensive DNA and we're going to be who we are. I don't um, think it's a matter I, I of, I don't think it's a matter of playing defense. I think it's a matter of prioritizing defense. Right. But I don't think the coach is doing it anymore. Do you? I don't think any of them want to do it. I mean, Sid does. Sid just plays quote unquote the right way all the time. That's in his DNA. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Gino just wants to play like Gino and is going to go out playing like Gino. And, you know, he used to be a really dynamic player who made a difference. Now he's what Scotty Bowman used to call a point collector. And Scotty would spit it out. Point collector. It's a guy who gets, you know, a point a game and they don't mean much. You know, who doesn't, like, you know, contribute to the winning. And they should have traded Geno back in 2018 is what they should have done. And I said it then. Once they lost that playoff series to Washington, they should have seen that as a, as a sign that this run of this core was over and traded Gino for the great return he would have brought from Florida, I'm assuming, uh, either Huberto or Barkoff in a first-round pick and another player. And they'd be a lot better off now. But they just – and I don't blame them, per se, for pursuing Completely different did. administration. It's like you can't even – you know what I mean? It's like – Well, no, now it's too late. You, you couldn't get anything for him now. Right. But, but it's not like this group didn't do it. It's the old ownership didn't allow it. Well, right, of course. It, but, but the point is that uh, – well, it wasn't even considered, never mind allowed. But but uh, they're just going to go out with these three guys, and I understand that because they're they're they're, they're they want to sell tickets, they want to sell merch. Although there's mm-hmm. been a lot of empty seats for having the gang of three still there. You know what's crazy, Mark, is that when they play Colorado, it seems like that team has their respect. The emphasis is there. Outside of that, it seems like they overlook teams or just think that they can get themselves back in it. You couldn't have put it better. Like against Colorado, they actually play tough in front of both nets, which is almost unheard of. Uh, they just, it's, a lot of this is mental. Let me tell you what they could do. And everybody tells me I'm crazy. I've said this to a couple of their players, and they look at me like I'm the dumbest guy on earth. Do the Bobby Boucher thing and make it look like everybody's in an avalanche jersey? 
No, that's not All it. Right. Uh, what they should do is what the Canadians <laughs> did in the 70s. They trapped and counterattacked. Now, when people think of the trap, they think of the devils and just, you know, trapping and dumping and resetting and one nothing and Bredore and boring. But the Canadians in the 70s under Scotty Bowman trapped all the time. And at one point, they set a record for goals in a season. What they would do is they would trap and off the turnover. Four guys would immediately start going the other way. Hmm. You know, the, 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 the weak side wing would go middle. The weak side defense would overlap. Four guys, boom, boom, boom. And they scored a billion goals. That was Guy Lafleur, Jacques Lemaire, Guy Lapointe, all those guys. And and there's a way to trap that's very offensive. But what, what would suit the Penguins good about that is you would start with defensive accountability. And then you would use all the things you want to use mm-hmm. when it was appropriate to use them. But they have zero interest in that. And to be fair, nobody traps in the league anymore. It's not that kind of league. But maybe they should think about it. In 92, we always tell the story. You know, Mario went to Scotty and said, hey, we need to go to a 1-4-4 check because the Capitals are killing us on the counterattack with the four offensive defensemen they had at the time. And if that group can swallow their pride to win, this group should have no trouble doing so. All right, what did the Steelers have to swallow to get better? I heard I, I heard Merrill on today on your show, and Merrill's great as always. I love him. But, but I like the fact that Will Levis like played a better game that Kenny Pickett ever has. I know. In Will Levis's debut, and Merrill spent the segment pointing out Levis's flaws. And I'm like, well, I thought he looked okay. And, and <laughs> yeah. Four touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. One, one, point, one point Merrill made made that was so true is now there's tape on him. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think Merrill was, uh, you know, avoiding. No, no, it was just funny. It, it is. It funny. But, but Levis had a great game, and he has a strong arm. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, God, he's got a strong arm. It's, it's just be, like that flick, and it just goes flying. But I mean, there was without Minka. I know there was no what tape on Kenny losing. when he when he came in against the Jets. They seemed to figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well, Kenny, that, that's your big like the thing that Bill always says is like people. You know, he'll be like, "How come C.J. Stroud can come in and be awesome right away?" And then people go, "Well, uh, Kenny's not C.J. Stroud. How come Will Levis can come in right away? Well, he's not Will Levis. How come?" All of these rookies who come in. What do we have? Kenny better be at least Will Levis. I know. I know. I think he is. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bail right now. Maybe should start putting mayonnaise in his coffee. He he ain't the guy. He ain't the guy. Random. It's twenty games. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. I mean, you know. Okay, he could be Trent Dilfer. I'll give him that. That's what I mean. Look, you have a defense. You have the second highest paid defense in the league, and if you can get them all healthy at the same time, you could sneak into the Super Bowl. (laughs) Are you? Come on! I Not hate, with this team. I hate hearing that. Next I, year. I, it, that, that's like triggering for me. Well, How many superstar quarterbacks do you think there are in the league at any given time? What makes oh, you right think the Steelers... About, right now there's only about eight good ones. That's what I'm trying to say. But, but you know, the you know Steelers the sometimes Bowl, don't Randall. get that guy. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? One of those eight good ones. Probably. Yeah. You know, Probably, and, and the defense has let him down too. Although the defense is tough to I evaluate. Don't know. How? Yeah, They're on the field a ton. Jesus. Yeah, uh, they do make splash plays. The sacks and, uh, and turnovers. They're not the really advantageous ones. Well, that's because the offense can do nothing. With them. <laughs> if this offense was even in the middle of the pack, yes. if in the, the offense league. was in the middle of the pack, that the Steelers could win the division. Yes, hey, I'm with I'm with Mike Tomlin. They'd be fine if the defense would just get more turnovers and set them up first and goal to six. How about Tomlin <laughs> actually characterize the defense getting turnovers as a bad thing because? Then you realize the offense has to come on the field again. Just tee him up four or five times a game. You'll get to 30 points. Tee him up, he said. How about when he said the games aren't won or lost in the first quarter? Yeah, except for like every game you've lost for the foreseeable past. 
Well, I think what that was yesterday, and this is happening, it's getting worse each week with these Tomlin press conferences. Or better. Is, or better. Well, he is covering <laughs> for players he knows that aren't good enough. And he has to play the rest of the year with these guys. No, no, right. He's doing he, the right thing. And because- he has to say the things he's saying because he can't go, what the hell was Deontay Johnson doing on that route? What the hell was Kenny looking at on that one? What the hell was Isaac Samalu no, no doing when he let that guy olay? He olayed that guy and totally blew up that play. There's always somebody who does something colossally wrong, maybe two or three guys offensively on every play. But he's also the guy who won't get rid of Chooks and uh, Chooks. I always screw up uh, the pronunciation. Or won't move Dan Moore over yeah, there. That's what won't, I'm saying. Won't play Broderick Jones. Right. No, I agree. Like there, and you know, doesn't Joey use the Porter, eight foot tight end. Joey Porter Jr. has to have training wheels, but you know, Artie Burns could go right in and start a couple of years ago. Like, there's no consistency to it. It's well, driving me crazy. Dale Lawley said about Darnell Washington. I asked him why he was playing uh, less snaps. And what's the Jabron Rodney tight Bra- end? Bailey or, yeah. or not Rodney, um, Rodney, Rodney Williams? Williams. Rodney Williams yeah. Yeah. And, and he said, "Well, they didn't bring Darnell Washington to catch the ball." And I go, "Well, if if they brought him in just to block, then that's a wasted third round pick." <laughs> Okay, it's absolutely wasted. Um, I don't. It's just it's it, and and you're right in that Tomlin can't bury guys he has to live with. Uh, yeah, like, like you looked at what Narduzzi did, which was unforgivable, and even in context was just was just a bad thing to I, say. I'll tell you what, that's another instance where I thought like that guy's getting fired. Like you can't go out and do that stuff. You got waxed, embarrassed the program, and blamed it on the players. Well, Man, and then you got Coach Prime saying we're going to go get new offensive linemen. Okay, how can if I if I were if I were on the current offensive line and know I'm going to be replaced, I'd go in that huddle the next game and I'd say to Shadour Stevens, "Hey, Daddy's boy, you're on your own today." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and like Deion Sanders, if, if we figured out he's a total fraud yet, I don't think he is. He's a, oh, he's a total fraud. He's a little league dad run amok. He's there to help his kid get stats and drafted, and that's it. And to obviously boost his own ego. Look at all the times they like that game they blew to Stanford. Okay, yeah, they did blow that. They're, game. they're up by they're up by a little over two scores. I think it was seventeen mm-hmm. points at the time. And he right? didn't punt. Yeah, yeah, he didn't punt. He had the, twice. He had the ball near midfield. He went for it on fourth or whatever. That's because he likes to see his kid get stats. He's a total fraud. All right, that's Mark Ben. Uh, you can catch him each afternoon on our brother station one zero five nine. The X. My cardiologist says at least two, three more weeks. That's great. The cardiologist <laughs> is greenlit. The Dr. Greathouse. Hello, Dr. Greathouse. Will I make it through this ratings book, doctor? That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they ask in the office just over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it this way. If you don't, the ratings will probably go up. Yeah. Oh, it's like, wait, time for one more quick story? Sure. You see, you said that so so bleakly. Well, no, I don't. I mean, they told me not to go Real late quick, anymore, seconds, but I don't 30 care. seconds. Yeah. Uh, we're on a charter flight for WCW. Every wrestler, every announcer, every technician, the whole company's on this charter flight. Mm-hmm. We hit the electrical storm from Almost Famous. Oh, it's okay. so scary. Up, down, up, down. Yeah. Girls are crying. Guys who you never heard pray are praying. In the middle of it, Macho Man Randy Savage stands up in the aisle, which is quite a feat in and of itself, the way the plane was yeah. jerking around. And he goes, oh, yeah, don't worry, boys. <laughs> Just think about the big rating the tribute show's going to draw Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> worth it. Mark Madden. Thanks, man. Tomorrow's show, absolutely packed. Comedian Ian Bag, comedian Joe Bartnick, PFT commenter, Guy Junker, and Dave Damashek 
All right here on the DV Morning I'm Show. Finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Like, don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Oh, Murray! Murray! Google it! It's time for the Steelers Daily Report on DVE. Brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores and the Steelers Pro Shop. Get it direct from the team at shop.steelers.com. Here's Bob Labriola. Once upon a time, the Steelers were in the business of trading away high future draft picks for veteran players, but that ended when Dan Rooney accepted Buddy Parker's resignation on the eve of the 1965 season when the coach refused to follow the directive to run trades past ownership. Since then, the Steelers have made exactly one trade that sent a future number one pick to a team for a veteran player, and Minka Fitzpatrick was worth it. But at the time, Art Rooney II said that was a tough decision to make and that it wouldn't become a regular occurrence. When Mike Tomlin said the team was open for business at the trading deadline, that wasn't the kind of business he meant. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com. S&T Bank presents iHeartMedia's CEOs You Should Know. Let's say hello to Morgan O'Brien, CEO of Hope Gas. So tell us everything. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.